everyone. Good morning, good afternoon, and night. My name is Greg. I'm currently 19 years old, and I attend community college currently. And you are now listening to Greg Talks. So what is the value of freedom? It's a question I ask myself every single day because there's so many obstacles plaguing our world that I see on the news every day. And I'm thinking to myself, man, if people were actually free, maybe all these problems would not be caused. But therein lies the issue. If everyone is free, then what would anyone do at that point? If there is no obstacles, if there is no restraints, if everyone was truly free, then wouldn't it be a chaotic world? Well, yes, it would be, but at least there would be no pedestals anymore. Nobody would look down on anybody. Everyone would be on the same plane. And essentially, it would just go back to how, how it was in the old days, survival of the fittest kind of thing. And I've been thinking to myself, well, a part of that isn't okay because if there isn't any order, then wouldn't more people die? I'm not so sure about that because if everyone was on the same playing field, I think we would come up with compromises so that everybody would be able to live within a system that would ensure the rights of everyone would be upheld. But I read all these different mangas and all these different stories that talk about war arcs, and each one of them is all because of an idealistic bastard who got the great idea that he was better than everybody else. And that really... It's really saying a lot, though, to say that one person can sway an entire group of people to look down and discriminate and kill other people just because they are different, even though we all exist on the same planet and we are all the same species. But alas, murder and killing still does occur. And yes, you could say that's just human nature and we are kind of destined to go on this cycle of basically people getting killed, people freeing other people only for those people that got freed to be in positions of power so they could just do it all over again. And it kind of would leave you in a state of hopelessness if you didn't have or if we didn't have the ability to compromise. So going back to the question, like, what is the value of freedom? The value of freedom is, to me, knowing that there is a solution at the end of the rainbow, despite all the murder and killing and all the cycles that we have to endure to get there. Because, like I said, if that isn't the value, then I don't know what is, because of if there isn't a value to it, then basically everything, all the systems we have don't mean crap. They don't mean anything, though, because they don't stop anything and people don't learn. Or I guess people do learn, but they only learn only to commit the same atrocities again. You know, it's just like I, what I talked about in my previous episode, how every time people hear um, about Earth, Earth Day and about recycling and helping the earth, people don't give a crap about helping the earth, or at least not the majority of us, because the majority of us are like, 
what does it have to do with me in the here and now if it doesn't affect my life and if it doesn't affect my family why should i care about what happens to the planet and there in lies the selfish nature of being human and that directly will always clash with freedom is selfishness though because we always value each other and then after that we value the people that have the most similarities to us and then after that we value a group of people that have the same ideals as us and then we don't go further past that to the greater whole i don't know it's kind of weird though because why do people stop at a group like why don't people look at the world in a in a unified manner like we're all the same being of people it just it, it's kind of baffling though are we capable of seeing the world as a unified whole are we not capable of actually like equality i don't know because the more i think about it though i i don't know if we are or not you know people has said like oh if you're more in touch with your spirit you'd have more you know, you'd be awake and you know we're, we're going through a cycle. But that's the thing. It, it's a cycle. Cycles are inherently meant to repeat themselves. There is no stopping point. And if there is no stopping point, then how are we even awake in the first place? How do you know that if we get to that point, that that's going to necessarily mean like a new era, like everybody's going to change? People may change, but it's not going to stop the point at which we are from going around the circumference and then just crashing back to where it was. It makes no sense to me, though. You know, I'm still a religious person. Like, I'm a Christian, so I go by that value system only because, uh, honestly, I'm afraid that if I don't have that value system, that I like won't know what to do with myself like i'm not gonna go out and start like killing people just because i don't you know believe in god if i didn't believe in god but i just wouldn't have any answers for anybody at that point because i would not be able to to answer any questions of the why you know i gotta really respect preachers and for for being able to come up with answers. I mean, even preachers don't even have all the answers themselves, but at least they do a good job at reassuring you that you can make it through to the next week. Um, me not being much of a churchgoer, especially not as much as I was when I was younger, um, the idea of church to me, I think, is good, but like I said, it's just temporary fix. That's what I see church as. It's a temporary fix to a problem that you ultimately have to solve on your own because at a certain point, you're going to have to look inside yourself to fix yourself. Uh, church cannot teach you how to be selfless. I mean, like it can give you the tools and the guide, but you ultimately have to put your foot forward in order to be fully actualized in your morals you know same thing with school the school system is not necessarily needed because it's been proven time and time again that people um, could go out on their own and make their own way 
it's just called hustling. Hustling is education without school. That's really what hustling is. Teaching yourself, being independent, is what it means to hustle. Everybody's got to do it at a certain point. It's just those that started off at a younger age have a leg up because they've been put in a situation that you haven't. And because of that, uh, they're just going to be a little further ahead. Not to say that you're any less smart than they are. It's just they've experienced what the real world has to offer or what it means to live in the real world uh, that you have just not experienced yet. That's why they say like um, high school or no, like from first grade all the way to 12th grade is essentially you being conceptualized, um, you coming into your being and just learning what you need in order to be birthed, essentially. And then when you get to college, that's you essentially like a fully grown baby waiting for the nine months to pass. It is kind of ironic because like usually a school year is with, you know, eight months. But um, yeah. But instead of like eight months, thinking like four or five years, four or five years for you to be prepared and prepped to come out of a womb, um, which is the education system, and into the world as in, as a baby, essentially. Don't you find that fascinating, though? Like, you know, how you, you come out as a baby, but it's like you're not any better than when you started out as an infant. You're essentially learning to crawl and you're learning to walk again, all within the hopes that you'll be able to basically make it in the real world, except you have no parents now um, in the real world. The real world is just like your, um, what is it, your uh, abusive but um, wise teacher that's going to be hard on you because it wants you to learn the nature of what it means to be free and live, but also it's going to still kind of bring you up when you're at the brink of dropping below a point of no return. So once again, therein lies the question, you're, you've never really been free or you've never known the value of freedom ever since you were born. You think you have, though, but when you really think about it, your whole being has been shaped by other people, and the only time that you really get to shape your own being is when you're rebirthed. Now, just let that sink in for a minute. I know this is, like, really deep, but you've really got to think about this. What is the value of freedom if it means other people dictate or sway your actions or if you let them sway your actions, I guess is what I'm saying. So, and then of course, as you progress out into the real world, you're, you know, you're essentially, you're talking to people, you're making new friends and you're learning how to be an adult. And once again, but what does it mean to be an adult? Um, because being an adult to me, though, has changed, like, ever since I turned 18, though. Because, like, I thought being an adult was being, like, a wise and responsible individual um, that relinquished all the silly and immature things that he did as a kid. 
And that is true to a certain extent. But now I'm realizing that being adult is much more than that. Being adult is trying to basically um, not teach other people the bad things that you went through, but it's more like trying to set them on a path that's going to lead them to be um, the most successful in the freest way possible, meaning teaching people to educate themselves and teaching people um, what they need to look at in order to progress. Because like a lot of kids don't have that guidance. Um, and they end up like kind of being stuck in a rut. And then by the time they actually need to go out and do something, though, they just kind of don't know what to do. So they're kind of lost. And nobody wants to be home alone in New York. So, you know, I am going to continue basically keeping my kid-like nature along as I grow up, though, because it's the only thing... It's the freest part of me, though, I think, is the kid side of myself. Because being an adult is just like, I don't know, like, yeah, you got responsibilities and there's things that you kind of need to do. But in turn, I think also keeping that kid-like nature, though, is what's going to allow you to progress. Because it's the kid in you that's the most creative, that's the most smart and most intelligent person on the planet and that's the part of you that's going to make you who you are in the long run. Not all the mumbo jumbo about being responsible and like teaching other people. No, because that means nothing if there's no passion behind it. If you can't put passion when you grow up into the things that you do, you'll be one of these monotonous adults who work a nine to five job eight hours a day for no reason but to make money and just live on a day-by-day basis. And you'll be wishing that there was a little bit more thrill to what you were doing besides just sitting down, writing papers, or doing monotonous handwork that doesn't really help anybody anywhere. So the question is, do you know the freest part of yourself and do you know how to bring that to the forefront or would you rather take that away from yourself and continue to be under the rule of systems that oppress and hold you back from being the freest person that you can be that's the question